Hey, how you doing, folks? This is James, and uh, it's another episode of Stuff I Wish I Could Say. I go to Walmart a lot. Well, not Walmart anymore, because <clears throat> Walmart here in my area is a torture device. It's a big, giant place that the devil calls home. Um, but I go to Target <clears throat> these days. Every time I go to Target, I, I walk down the aisles, uh, the, the toy aisles, and I take my kids with me. They love it. And they have learned as a result that uh, the, the wonder and the wonderful, amazing thing of, of looking without uh, having to touch or even to buy. Um, they, and the reason I do that is because when I was a kid, my mom never let me go and look at the toys. I always wanted to look at the toys, but I guess her, her logic was we can't afford them. We're poor. So why even, why even, you know, tempt yourself? So I kind of have always been a guy that just, I'm going to go buy the toy. I'm going to look and see what's, what's going on. I'm going to walk down every one, at least the boy stuff. You know, now I have to walk down the girl stuff because there's girl in the shopping cart too. So my seven-year-old and my three-year-old have, uh, have learned, um, to want things without, you know, pitching a fit. But today I want to talk to not the children, because I used to think it was a kid's fault. I want to talk to the parents who can't seem to get their kids under control in the uh, in the aisles there. Because if I went up and talked to you one on one, you would yell at me. You would say, "What business is it of yours?" And and honestly, you know, it is none of my business. But there comes a point when your child's screaming annoys me. And if you were secondhand smoking or smoking rather (laughs) an aisle away, I would probably say something because you're not supposed to be doing that. Or I would tell on you, I would get you in trouble somehow. If you were peeing on the floor and uh, especially if your pee touched me, I would probably say something probably just maybe, I don't know, maybe not. Um, so there comes a point where your child is reduced to uh, a screaming annoyance. Like if you were honking a horn, playing a siren, one of those air horns, I'd probably, you know, get you in trouble. So first of all, point one, how sad is it that you can't control your child in the toy aisle and you, and your, your child is just simply an annoyance to everyone around him. Okay. Um, but there's several kinds of, of, uh, of, of these kids and their families, their parents, the one I love the most, and they, they can go up to 12 years old, 13 years old, I've seen it. Apparently, the, the kid has money. Um, they've gotten some money. They go to the toy aisle. Dad says, or mom says, pick out something. Okay, so the child is supposed to pick out something. Or maybe it's an award. Maybe, maybe. Let's just go ahead and do that. Let's make it a reward for something that they did good. I'm I'm all behind rewards for kids. That's awesome. So uh, the kid has a reward coming. So they're looking and they they can't make up their mind. Two things happen. One, dad or mom gets frustrated because this was supposed to take five seconds. Kids can't decide between one thing they want. Kid, second thing that happens is kids realize, oh my goodness, I can manipulate my parents. So they go ahead and they decide to extend the problem, extend their looking, because now I'm getting a rise out of my parents. I can't get my parents to pay attention to me when I'm being good, so I will get them to pay attention to me by being bad. Yes, it's a sick feeling, but it's a feeling all the same. 
And I see this and I hear it constantly uh, being a, a frequent visitor to the toy aisle. This is one of the things that, that goes down. It's like, Billy, Billy, you need to pick something. You got five minutes. You've been taking all that. Well, I can't decide between this and this. I can't decide. But you don't have enough money for that. And, and they're, they're sounding a lot more angry than I am. You don't have enough money for that. You need to, you need to put that back. You know, and it and it melts down to the point that both of them eventually. You don't have enough money. Put it back. And I've heard parents swearing at their kids. Okay, this is one thing. If the kid has money, and they're coming in there, and uh, they can't make up their mind, uh, but let's imagine for a minute that it was a reward. How rewarding is this? Your kid gets to choose any toy they want, but they can't. Okay, so there's there's parent. Here's your, here's a problem. First of all, who's the parent? You are. You need to be the parent. You need to tell them uh, ahead of time. You've only got five bucks. You can only choose a certain amount of things. I'll even cover tax, but uh, you're we're we're not going to spend more than fifteen minutes in there, okay? Because last time we had a big issue. You were a butt. And uh, so we're not going to do that this time. See, you set the parameters, you let them know ahead of time, and then you hold them to it. Secondly, you don't get frustrated and you don't let them manipulate you. Holy crap. What are you thinking? Who's in charge? Your kid is, but that's not supposed to be that way. Little, Little parent at the next aisle over, please do me a favor. Put your foot down and not in a freaky, angry uh, my kid is is bigger than me, so I have to be all tough and bad. Just tell them. You know what? If you can't pick something, in the next five minutes, we're walking. You know why? Because your kid's already complaining and crying. How are you going to make that worse? By disappointing them? By, by How are you going to make it worse than that? You can't. They're already where you don't want them to be. So don't be afraid to tell them no. You're tr- Most of the time, we don't want to tell our kids no because they will pitch a fit and freak out. But your kid's already doing that. So tell them no. Secondly, you've turned, or thirdly, or fifthly, or whatever, you've turned something that was supposed to be fun and rewarding and a memory into a crap. You really have. And it's your fault, parent. Not your kids. It's your fault. Because you're not controlling the situation. You're allowing them to control you and manipulate you. And it makes me sick because it would be so simple. It's so easy to to make something that that to make something wonderful out of it, and I know this because I walk my kids. I I walk them up and down the aisle, and they want stuff. They do. Oh, daddy, daddy. Oh, I've got to have this. They'll say, and I'll say, "Do you have enough money for that?" And that's kind of my standing joke, and they hate it. And they'll say, "Nope." And sometimes they do have money, and so it's like, "Hey," uh, but most most of the time, my next thing is, "Well, you got a birthday coming up," or. Tell, you know, put it on your Santa Claus list and then that's it. That's it. Okay. Other kind of parent that, uh, gets their kid a toy every single time they go to the store. You're an idiot. Can I just say that right now? Holy crap. Children in other countries play with bottles and stuff. They find on the ground and they make their own bicycles out of scraps. But your kid needs a toy every time they go to the store. What in the world are you doing? Now, I said it was all about rewarding, but I believe in rewarding kids for things that they do above and beyond, not for things that are expected. For instance, I expect my kid to brush your teeth. I'm not going to reward them for that. 
I expect them to breathe. And I expect them to behave in the store. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so so you take your kid down there. First of all, they don't appreciate it anymore. It's just something that's expected that if you don't do, they're going to pitch a fit anyway. And second, your kid's got the same problem. They can't make up their mind. If you find yourself in a situation where you have to reward your kid for being good, and, and maybe there is that situation, I'll give you that. Go ahead and buy a bag of rewards and give it to them. Buy a bag of, of suckers or little trinkets, little toys, whatever, and, and keep it in the glove compartment of your car. And when they get to the car, you give them one. That way you don't have to buy them every time. That way your kid's not pitching a fit. Kids can't make up their minds, people. They can't do it. It's not part of their genetic makeup. When they get more than one choice, holy smack, their brain melts down. You know why? Because they build up so much into every single thing. And they put so much into it. Oh, maybe the pink cup would be better than the yellow cup. Maybe maybe the grape juice would taste better out of the pink cup than the yellow cup. Maybe there's a little bit more in the pink cup than the yellow cup. But if I don't do that one, maybe the yellow cup would be more fun. Oh, I can't pick. Uh, uh, but Billy's getting the yellow one. I want to be like him. Or maybe I want to be different than him. I don't know. And their middle gymnastics, man, are going nuts. And it's true. And if you don't remember it, then you've gotten too old. Because we all, all of us went through that. Mostly it was just, if there was more in the pink cup, then we were going to take the pink cup no matter what. That's why as much as possible, in my house, we eliminate choice. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. You need to. Why do I need pink cups? Uh, all pink cups would be great. All blue cups would be great. Whatever. Um, recently, we got rid of, what was it? I had, oh, we got rid of forks. We had these kitty forks from Ikea with colors in them and stuff like that. And the kids were arguing over them. I'm like, it comes a point. We're done. We're done. They don't, oh, so we threw them all in the trash. Kids eat with regular silverware now. Yay. You know what? They don't argue about it. It's awesome. Do you remember when you were a kid, old people like me, and we'd argue over the front seat? Kids don't argue over the front seat anymore. You know why? They can't sit in the front seat anymore. Yay. Now, I don't know. What are they? Argue? We used to argue over the line. But they're sitting in baby seats until they're 17 anyway now, so there's no none of that. Everybody gets a window seat now because we have Suburbans and, and SUVs. All right, so back to my point here. Um, your kid needs to be a blessing, not just to you, but to everyone around you. That's what they were created for, in my opinion, and in God's opinion, for that matter. They were supposed to be a blessing, and if you are not raising them right and teaching them how to act, they are being a curse to you, themselves, and others. So do me a favor. Do me a favor, parent who can't control their child in the toy aisle specifically this time, because we will revisit this topic. We will, because parents aren't just giving in to their kids there. They're giving to them everywhere. And it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts every time I see bad parenting going on. And I'm not saying you're a bad parent all the time, bad parent, at the toy store aisle. I'm saying that you just don't know how to control your child in public. In public. Okay, the last, I guess there's, there's maybe there's another one. I really, I, I always have these situations running in my head where um, kids are manipulating their parents. And it, and then, and I guess it's just, it comes down to that choice thing. When that kid has to make that choice and they can't do it, you have to help them. And there's a way to do that. So let me just lay that out. 
Let me just lay that out. Say your kid's struggling and they can't figure out which one they want. They want the one that's maybe $2 more than what they've got. You need to bring reality into it, but you can do that without freaking out. You can do that by setting boundaries around them and letting them know what's expected. You have a vision in your head of the way this trip was supposed to go. It was supposed to be quick. They were supposed to be able to pick up something. It was supposed to be fun and you were supposed to leave and everything was supposed to be glorious. Well, that can still happen, but you have to set things up in advance. And maybe you need to think it through before you walk in. Maybe you need to say, oh, I know my kid has a hard time selecting, so I'm going to go ahead and tell him, I'm going to take him to the aisle where the cheap crap is. You know, Target has a little dollar aisle stuff up there. That is awesome. It's great. But if you got to take him up there, let him know, hey, five bucks don't buy hardly nothing. See, my children right now, they, they each, one of them has 40 bucks left over from a hundred dollars her grandma gave her or something like that. Or maybe it was cumulative other family members coming together. She's got about $44 left over and uh man, she wants stuff. She wants a guitar. She wants this, she wants that. And um, now I get to ask her the question, you got money for it? Yes, I do. And I'm telling you what, I can't tell you how many things she's put back on the shelf because she doesn't want to spend the money. And you know what that does it, it, it teaches her, first of all, that that having and getting, you know, wanting is usually a lot more fun than getting, isn't it? You know, it really truly is. And then um, secondly, she's learning um, how what she really wants. She she may end up getting that guitar. It's only 25 bucks. She may end up getting it because she keeps wanting to play guitar. And that's awesome because if she goes and looks at it 15 times and walks away and comes back and gets it, that means that was a real need or a real want, rather. Nobody needs a guitar. But not once has she pitched a fit and freaked out and screamed. And it's not because she's awesome, even though she is. And it's not because I'm awesome, even though I am. It's because we've got an understanding that that kind of behavior just simply isn't tolerated. It's not okay. And I have a vision for my kids, and it does not include them screaming one day, my, my daughter growing into a bratty wife who screams at her husband, he works his butt off, and she wants a house that's just $50,000 more than what they can afford, and she's not happy in her marriage because she couldn't have what she wants. And I don't want to raise a son, my three-year-old son, into a guy who kills himself working late in the evenings a sacrificing time with his family and his kids because he thinks he's giving them what they need. And that's what love means when he, they really just need him. And you say, wow, James, that's kind of, you know, whatever, whatever. But where do you think these people are, are, are coming from? These, these, these folks do exist. Every stereotype that I mentioned there, both of them do exist. And they're, they're functioning out of the overflow and uh, of their childhood. So getting your kid the toy on the toy aisle, arguing with them, screaming at them, teaching them that they can manipulate you. What about that is helping your relationship with them and helping them grow into the kind of people you want them to be? I don't know. That's the stuff I wish I could say to you, Mr. Bad Person Who Can't Control Their Kids on the Toy Aisle. Um, but, you know, it, it, would, it would take too long and it'd probably be lost on you anyway. So um, uh, we got our first email. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it, by God. Uh, Madeline uh, says this. She says, as a college student, I see a lot of things that I wish I could stop and correct, but I can't. Yeah, I, I feel you. My next big option, uh, my next best option is to tell you about it. 
Well, good. I'm glad that this show is not just meeting my needs. It's meeting yours, too. She says, there's a group on my campus called Slut Walk. Wow. It's an organization promoting a movement where girls can dress provocatively and have the right, in quotes, not to be molested or sexually assaulted while doing so in public. I know this sounds ridiculous, but it's true. The girls are apparently dressing in this manner and walking through Florida's capital. It makes me feel sick in my stomach because they say it's a feminist movement. I think it's degrading. I wish I knew what I would say to them if I could, but their logic is so messed up. I don't know where to begin. Thank you for your dedication to podcasting. I listen every week to Nobody's Listening. And now, stuff I wish I could say. Noelle, girl from Florida. Noelle, I know what I'd tell those idiots. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Have you noticed the reason why girls dress like sluts is because they can, okay? Slut girls dress the way they can, they do, because men have learned to behave and respect women. Hello? And so what do they do? They decide to dress more like hoes. And here's the reason why I say that, all right? You go back in the old days where men were still wearing helmets with horns on their heads. If they saw a girl dressed like that, what would they do? Yes, amen, thank you, they would. They would do the worst thing you could possibly imagine to that girl. And that's why girls didn't dress like whores back then. They wore clothes that covered themselves and they carried themselves properly. And if one of them didn't, then it meant they wanted it. Now, I'm not saying that any girl deserves or is asking for any kind of uh, rapist treatment. Okay? I'm I'm totally, totally, totally not saying that. But what I am saying is you girls that dress like that are doing so with the permission of every man around you. That's all I'm saying. It's true. Guys have learned how to treat you and respect you on the whole, as a, as a society we have. But you're going to push it? Slut walk? What the freak? You're an idiot. Women that do that are stupid. And here's the reality of it. You're not doing it for a purpose. You're not doing it to prove anything. You're doing it because you're a hoe, and you want an excuse to dress like a hoe and walk through the Florida uh, capital. That's bottom line. You're a hoe. And that's sad. It is sad because, um, hoes need love too. They need legitimate, real love. They don't need hoe love. But, uh, anyway, that's it for me. That's all I got today. Um, if you have anything that you need to email in, agree with, disagree with, that's fine. Just know that I didn't really say any of this, but you can send it to, uh, James at NLCast.com. Follow me on Twitter, slash NLCast, and uh, Facebook and all that good stuff. We're on there. And uh, leave us a review in iTunes if that's how you found us. That'd be awesome. And uh, we'll see you guys next week right here on Stuff I Wish I Could Say. And uh, if you have anything you need to say, feel free. That's what uh, Noel Girl did. And I feel, I'm sure she feels better. I'm sure she feels better. It's just silly to me, silly to me, slut walk girls. Um, the girls that are getting the respect that you want are the ones that aren't cavorting about and they've got their clothes on. Those are the girls we respect. And if you go out on Friday night and you dress like a hoe or you go out to parties uh, on Halloween and you're dressing like a hoe and you wonder why you don't get respect... Just ask one of the clean-cut girls that that respect themselves. That's where it starts, people. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.